Hello everyone, this is Vince Hawkins, and this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. I want to welcome you all this morning. It is Sunday, December 20th, 1920, and uh, Bill Molden is... 2020, that's okay. 2020, that's right, thank you. And uh, Bill Molden is officially on vacation, and you might have heard the voice there in the back. That is my good friend, Ed Carr, who preached the sermon this morning. By the way, if you haven't heard the sermon yet, go ahead and click on that link down below. You want to hear this sermon. It was the final in our series during the Advent season on love. And it's awesome that we got uh, Ed Carr, who I think many would consider to be a man who is deeply, a man who's deeply defined by the word love, preaching on this topic of love. Welcome to the pod. Welcome back to the podcast, Ed Carr. It's great to have you with us, brother. Thank you. Great to be here. You may not have heard that I committed you to do the Sermon on Joy. Yeah. You, you, you didn't hear that? I signed that to you. I said the first time the church all meets together in 20, 2021, yeah. you're going to preach on joy. So. Okay, gotcha. That's great. That's great. Well, I think what, you know, now I think I did hear you say that, and I think what maybe you, you don't remember is that Bill actually did preach on joy for the men. Uh, we had a men's midweek on joy. So it was just joy for the men. Women, no joy in 2020. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but yes, great. I would definitely incorporate joy uh, probably into my next sermon next week. But, brother, you did a great job uh, talking about the theme of love. If you don't know, this is the Advent season, and Ed did a great job of setting it up where we talk about these four themes of, of love, joy, peace and hope. And uh, Ed's topic today was love. Ed, you chose the topic of love. If I recall, I kind of put the message out to uh, some brothers, which topic do you want to preach? And so I thought maybe you can share with us, why did you choose the topic of love? Um, I believe it, It, you know, is it, it, I, I think someone else chose something else first. I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but uh, uh-huh. I, I chose love because it, it seems to me that, uh, frankly, it's been one of the harder things to do this year. Mm. You know, I, I mean, I just thought, okay, this is going to be a hard thing to do. Mm. Talk about love when we're in the middle of, and this was before we had all the, the grief to go through even, but, yeah. uh, you know, little did I know how much more, you know, difficulty there would be, but I just thought, okay, I want to tackle that. So That's I thought it would be a challenge. That's great. That's great. Um, well, I thought you did a great job talking about love, and uh, you had some really key points here. Uh, you started in First John four, then doubled back to went back to Deuteronomy, and talked about love. And I, I think one of the things I appreciate you talked about God's love, and one of the things you said is that you, you were kind of making this point about God's love and how God's love is comforting, of course, but God also has an intensity about his love and you and you kind of compared it a little bit to a parent's love for their child. He did a great job by bringing in of course as we all witness the George Floyd uh you know the injustices of that. We watched that, we observed that and we all had a certain amount of sense of like, you know, intensity about us and maybe a feeling why we really wanted to be there and wrap our arms around George Floyd. You said that God had to not only observe that but God observed a great deal of injustice and pain going on around the world. And I thought maybe you can just kind of speak to that a little bit for us. So. Well, it's one of those things that I, I thought about that, you know, <clears throat> we could all, all read about numerous other cases 
mm-hmm. of police brutality or, you know, you can you can read about the pre-Civil War era yeah. in the South and, and lynchings. I mean, there's no shortage of, of things you can read about. But then I thought, OK, yeah. And then just virtually every day somewhere in America, how many children are being abused? Yeah. I mean, how many women are being abused? Mm-hmm. I mean, every day. And none of it's on tape, so we don't have to watch it, right? Yeah. I mean, we see a football player drag a girl out of an elevator, and we get incensed. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and he loses his job, rightly so. But how many other things do we not see? And then, But God sees them. That's right, bro. So, I mean, his heart just has to be, you know, if we get incensed, I mean, how, how incensed is God? Yeah, I think it's really great you talk about that because you're talking about a God who sees all of the pain and the injustice and the wrong that goes on. And yet that God still has the capacity, you know, and the willingness to love, you know, Mm -hmm. not just even those that are hurting and brokenhearted, but he loves even those that are committing these gruesome acts, these false, if you will. And um and you know and, and but you you, you also you, you compared it to parenting which i think is so good for us because you said that you know you know how it is as a parent parents god being an ultimate parent wants to protect his children from the bad and give them all the good you mm-hmm. know which is kind of appropriate for this time of the year where we're talking yeah. about giving to our kids uh, that's who god is he wants to protect us from the bad, give us all the good like you want to elaborate on that yeah i, I... You know, I thought about that even in the context of what do you want for Christmas, dad? Well, yeah. you know, I, I don't care about that. But but what do you want, kids? You know, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. what I want, no matter what do you want and, yeah. and how much can I give? I mean, you know, the more you have, the more you want to give to your kids. It's just, That's right. you, you know, it, it's painful to watch them go without. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it drives us to work harder to do more to give them what they want. That's so. good. I, I, I like that you talked because you, then you went on to talk about God loves us that much. He wants to protect us from the bad. And you even use that to illustrate a little bit that that God sort of in his infinite wisdom, you know, that we can look at this year, this pandemic as a time. It's a it's a time out. Yeah. I mean, you talked about that. And, and, and this is what parents do. We we discipline our children or we give them a time out. And the reason for that is because we're trying to we're trying to stop some some craziness that's going on and some some poor behavior. We're really trying to protect them from the bad and redirect them toward the good. I like right. that you brought that up time out. I thought talking about God as a parent and the word time out and comparing that to the pandemic was absolutely brilliant uh, in a lot of ways. So Well, I, I have to give total credit to the Holy Spirit for that because <laughs> I wrote out my sermon. That word's not on there. That point's not on there. The thought was not in my head. Wow. Tell them up there speaking. And it came. So, I mean, God, 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 God brought that point out. That was probably the best point because it was God's point. (laughs) Well, you know, and, and, and if you're, if you're a minister out there, if you're a preacher, if you're someone that prepares a Bible talk or a lesson, I think this is really powerful. I mean, making room for the Spirit of God, giving credit to the Spirit of God to just sort of bring up those things appropriately. The Spirit is always intervening 
and redirecting us. But uh, I appreciate that, that you even had the humility to say that that was the spirit of God. You didn't take any credit. No credit That is a lesson in and of itself, okay? Uh, but I thought it was a great point. I think God had definitely has used 2020 to refocus us and to redirect us. The pandemic is a time out from God Almighty, right? So that we can realize how much we need this God that Amen. is so loving, that is the ultimate parent saying, no, 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 don't, don't go over there. Don't go over there. Stay away from yeah. that. You know, yeah. and I want to lavish you with a lot of good things. I tell you, Ed, you're right, because we don't see the pandemic. I know I haven't seen it as anything good. You know, even yeah. as I'm closing out the year, I just the back of my mind going, okay, let's close the chapter on 2020. Yeah, let's get God is over, you know. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate you telling us this is God's love, whether it is discipline, mm -hmm. whether it is a time, whether it's a spanking, or whether yeah. it's just a timeout, it is God saying, hey, no, 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 don't look over there. Let me redirect you people back to who I am. Uh, I appreciate that point. You know, you ask some great questions. One of the questions you asked, you said a tough question. Where is God when we're grieving? And there's been a lot of grieving in 2020. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned some of the grief. We're going through congregationally. We just lost a, a dear friend of ours, a golfing buddy, Alex Hanna. And uh, we lost Rob McDonald a few weeks ago. At the beginning of the year, early in the year, we lost Butch Schmidt. So we've had our share of grief. And I know if you're listening out there, uh, there is, in some way, there's a family member or a friend that's been touched by the grief. Uh, let's just say COVID has touched lives, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's been loss of life there. We certainly are witnessing the loss of life in mass numbers uh, like never before. People die every year, but man, we are keeping count this year, and it is heavy, right? But we may be grieving personal loss, and we're just grieving other loss, maybe a loss of job, loss of wages, loss of whatever, loss of uh, normal, right? We're all grieving. So you brought up a great point. Where is God doing the grief? And I thought you did an excellent job of asking that question and then kind of answering it for us as well. So. Amen. You want to go ahead and speak on that point? Well, grief is, uh, you know, <clears throat> personally, I mean, we, um, as you know, Sandra has a large family, but uh, there's a small number of her siblings who are close to, and one of them, uh, one of her sisters who has the same birthday she does, her husband died uh, a couple of months ago. Oh, wow. And he was, wow. he was someone who was always at our house. He was my golfing buddy. We actually went on a golf vacation with them to the, the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he passed away. Uh, a, a guy, if you've been to our home and you like our kitchen, the guy who installed all that, young man, uh, died suddenly this summer, oh, wow. um, leaving behind two small children. So, I mean, even before the church things, wow. we, we were dealing with a lot of grief. Mm. And so, you know, it's just, uh, it's something that, uh, even Rob McDonald, I have a relationship with Rob McDonald largely because after my father died, it was close to the time his mother died. Mm. And we went through a grief share program together. Oh, wow. Okay. We kind of bonded. Mm. And so, uh, it, you know, the theme of grief just is everywhere around me there. I couldn't not bring it up. And, you know, even before Alex passed, I was going to talk about it. So it was like, how much more is God saying, okay, you need to bring this up. It's, it's in people's hearts. Yeah, that's good. 
And you know, you brought up the the the, the point that we really fail to miss sometimes that God is really near. Yeah. The brokenhearted. Amen. And I think you know the, one of the things we feel when we go through grief, we feel alone. Yeah, and the, and the, certainly you know we we're doing a pan. I appreciate that you talked about you don't like to be alone, but mm -hmm. during this pandemic, there's a lot of loneliness. I think yeah. uh, a lot of people are suffering. Um, I mean, even if you enjoy, you go. I really love being home alone. I mean, loneliness. You know, it is not good. No, not only for man to not be alone, it's not good for people to be alone. No. Uh, and I think, but but when we're going through grief, we can often feel alone. And I, I love the point you made that God is near to us doing grief. And then, of course, you just talked about how Jesus wept. You know yeah. what I mean? Jesus wept. You know, Jesus, and I love that you introduced us to, you said, you know, this, this memory verse, Jesus wept, but Jesus grieved. And, uh, you know, I, I just thought that was really brilliant it's a simple little point he wept it's almost we knew he had to be hurting but you really drill down on the fact and the reality that jesus was grieving mm -hmm. you want to you want can you it, all, it always and it, and it always stands out to me as i shared that <clears throat> the way he wept testified to all the people around mm -hmm. how much he loved him wow. so therefore it wasn't you know, a trickling tear down the face. It was loud, wailing, crying. It was emotional in a way we don't picture Jesus. Mm. You know, we picture him in control, about to do the miracle and lift the guy. But here he is grieving, wailing loudly so much that the crowd says, wow, he really loved him. Wow. I mean, that's just a different Jesus, right? It is. But it, but it helps us to, to let go, I think, and feel those same thoughts that that's okay. God feels that way. I can feel that way. It's okay. Amen. That's awesome. And I think, you know, painting that picture, right, of God for us, this God who loves us so dear. I mean, you, 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 you know, the, the spirit moved you and led you to give us this sort of the, uh, another great image of a God who loves. I mean, we have Jesus who's, he loves us. He's with us. He's grieving with us. He knows what we've gone through. But then you, your, your last question, where is God when I'm in the pig pen or the pig side? <laughs> yeah. Where is God when I'm going through my, my most difficult time? Because, yeah, you know, when I'm grieving, I'm brokenhearted. But honestly, I mean, I've just made a mess. I'm, I'm in a mess. I've, I'm in a mess. I've created this mess. I've, 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 I've dove headlong mm -hmm. into the pig pen. And I love that you made this point because no matter where we're at in life, no matter what sins we've created, committed, mm -hmm. no matter things we've done in our life, that there is a God, yeah. right, who is still there, even though you're in the pigsty. And you did something, Ed, that I got to be honest, I, I love the point as an athlete, you know, that you brought up. And, and so I'm going to let you kind of go ahead and, and share that because you said, where is God in the pig pen? And then you, and then you answered it. Go that God's in the starting blocks. Come on, man. Yeah. I love that point. <laughs> I, I tried to get down without losing the camera there. That God's, you know, at the line waiting, you know, for the gun to sound, which I guess in this case would be you saying, I've had enough. Yeah. And the gun sounds and God sprints towards you. Come on, He's bro. running towards you. I mean, that's what the Bible says. He ran toward you. Yeah. I mean, I'm just picturing an old man like me running. It doesn't look pretty. Okay. <laughs> but. But if my child is coming back to me, I'm running to him. Come on, bro. Right? I'm running. And that's, that's, that's a different God than the one we often think of.
I love that. I think you did a great job of opening our eyes to God and helping us this time of the year to see God in a way that perhaps maybe we had thought about it. Maybe we'd never thought about God this way. But at the end of the year, getting a new vision, getting a new perspective of this almighty God that is so loving, this God who is weeping and wailing, right? This God that is like this ultimate parent protecting us saying, listen, time out, everyone. Let me redirect you back. But this God who weeps and wails with us and just says, look, I I know you're going through difficulty and I'm here for you. I'm not just the God that's disciplining you and calling the time out and shoving you in corners and all that. You deal with your problems. But God goes, no, I'm here. I'm hurting with you. I'm hurting with you as you're watching and seeing. I see everything going on. But then this picture of a God that says, but I tell you what, no matter how bad off you are, no matter how bad off things are in the world, he's in the starting blocks. Yep. Wait, waiting for us. even a slight turn Amen. of our hearts toward him. I love that image, racing. You had me when you said starting blocks. You know, I'm <laughs> like, oh, you know, the athlete in me went, yeah, I can relate to that. And to start running toward us, sprinting toward us. Amen. Uh, ready to, to, to embrace us and welcome us. I thought Ed, it was a masterful job of Thank reminding you. us of who God is. So grateful that you did that, you know. So grateful, you know that 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 we have you, brother, oh, uh, in our congregation. I did want to say one thing. If you don't know, yeah. Ed Carr just finished up his master's degree. Yes, he did. Uh, he graduated uh, with his master's degree. You want to share with everyone a little bit about uh, just maybe the the ju- You said, "Hey, how much joy are you filled with right right now?" <laughs> I tell you, yeah, seven years. Uh, seven years of school. I think I actually started eight years ago. I took a year off and there were some problems, struggles. And, uh, but seven years, uh, 51 trust credit hours, 17, 17 courses. Uh, I don't know how many thousands of pages read, how many hundreds of pages written, but, uh, I know it's good to be done. <laughs> yeah. And you want to tell me what your master's degree is in? It's a master of arts in Christian ministry. Amen. So, that's awesome. Bro, what a great example, right? Amen. You know, well, still learning. Okay? That's right. I'm still learning. I'm taking a break right now. I'm going to be dumb for a while. <laughs> At the tender age of 60. Yeah, 62, but who's counting? 62. Amen. <laughs> I was going to let you add the two. So, yeah, uh, there you go. But uh, still learning. Still a learner. And um, I'm, I'm so grateful for you, brother. I love you Thanks. so much. Thank you for a great message on love. And thank you all for tuning in with us this week. Thank you for joining us. Please listen to the sermon if you haven't already. Please thank you for listening to our podcast. Again, we are moving up the ladder. Miss Juanita doesn't stand a chance for us in 2021. And if you don't know Miss Juanita, we say that we're the second uh, rated podcast in Woodson Terrace. There's a lady <laughs> who's go. got a podcast. Her name's Miss Juanita. It's for garage sales, and she's outpacing us. But we're on her, and we're we're Amen. chasing her down in there terms of our numbers. So, anyway, thank Thanks, you for guys. joining us, and we look forward to hearing uh, you all being with us next week. Good day, everyone. <laughs>